are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Thursday show for you. We're going to talk about this week's podcast guest and a little bit about it coming up in a couple hours on the Reality Steve podcast. We're also going to talk about Temptation Island and the Big D last night. I had a nice Instagram troll yesterday. Yes, we're going to talk about what Kim Kardashian put out there on her Instagram. And you know what? After yesterday, more 90210 talk about 90s con coming up in Tampa. I've got more thoughts. Not necessarily about 90s con, but just about this beef that's going on with clearly Jenny and Tori versus Tiffany Amber Thiessen. We'll get to all that momentarily. Don't forget, this podcast is brought to you by Earth Echo Foods, the energizing effects of a greens drink, but has the sweet tropical taste of the islands. Check out their Tropical Bliss. The Island Bliss is a great addition to amp up the flavor and nutrients in your wellness routine. Just mix a scoop into almond milk, regular milk, and water. Shake it until creamy, frothy, and smooth. All you got to do is go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash steve. Use code REALITYSTEVE to get 15% off everything at Earth Echo Foods. And if you don't remember the codes or the website, that's okay. Just go to the episode description wherever you listen to your podcasts. This podcast is also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash REALITYSTEVE50 and use code REALITYSTEVE50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve50. Use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's start off with podcast number 340, what are we at, 347 this week? Uh, Yes, and it is with Courtney Robertson. Now, I feel like when I contacted Courtney to do the podcast... I Before I contacted her, I actually looked back. I'm like, has she been on recently? Courtney has not been on since last September, which is really weird because <laughs> if you would have asked me when was she last on, I would have said a month ago, maybe two months. I didn't realize it had been literally almost a year since she's been on. I, I mean, I, a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that I did see her in June when her and Umberto came out for the Vegas party. Um, I did go on her podcast within the last few months. Courtney and I message a lot back and forth, so it just seemed like because we talk so much. But she has not been on in 10 months. And you know the best part about the interview today, I think, is the fact that we barely, I mean, maybe more than, not more than one question about charity season. There were just so many other things that we talked about. I think she had a lot of good insight to being a winner on this show, how happy couples work, describing how her and Ben got around, even including the time that they snuck around and had an unsanctioned ABC visit that was done in Arizona, how they went about doing it. I mean, just all good stuff that I know you guys like to hear about kind of the inner workings of the show. We talk about her being on the Driving with Dave segment, which is going to run next week. We talk about her birthday weekend last weekend when she filmed The Driving with Dave. We um, talk about her rebranding her podcast, her interview with Sean Booth, yesterday's interview with Nate Mitchell. A lot of good stuff with Courtney. But probably most importantly, we talk about the chicken tenders at the Venetian. 
I know you guys think I'm crazy. And Courtney even says in the podcast, I thought you were hyping it up. <laughs> I'm telling you, for whatever reason, I've never had chicken tenders like I've had at the Venetian pool. It's unreal. You don't even have to be in a cabana to get it. I think you can still order. I think everyone that goes to the pool that orders food gets it off the same menu that the people in the cabana have. They are the best chicken tenders I've ever had, and it's not even close. They are so good. Just talking about them right now, I want to fast forward to September. <laughs> anyway, um, great interview with Courtney. It's podcast number 347 coming up in a couple hours, so check that out. Let's talk some Temptation Island from last night. I'm telling you, introducing the Temptation Light was the best thing that that franchise ever did. Just to see everybody squirming and everybody talking about it, like, is it my woman or is it my man? What exactly are they doing? Is it just kissing? Is it sex? These people were losing their minds over it. And they introduced the Temptation Light at the perfect time because so much, if you want to call it cheating, so much cheating was happening. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, great. Um, I tweeted it out, and I, and I noticed it again, and I, it seems to be this way every season. These beds are literally like the beds from my college dorm. Why are these people being put in twin beds and forced to have sex in a twin bed? Anyway, we see Great and Nafisa go back to his room or her room. who I don't know whose room it was. And get under the covers, start kissing, and then we see Great get on top, make sure the covers are on top of him, and, you know, we cut out. So we see that. We see Great's girlfriend, Paris, spending the night with Tajik. We see Roberto on the hammock with, I'm sorry, I forget her name. Is it Alexis? I might be mixing up the name for her. But Roberto getting very close with another woman. Hall and Michaela. They haven't shown them doing anything, but clearly he's she's the only one he's interested in. We've also got... Who was the other one? Oh. Maricela and Christian. She goes back to his room and spends the night. We see them making out in bed. Like... <laughs> They knew what they were doing by introducing the Temptation Light on this episode. Because really, the the most... And then you got Vanessa grinding her ass into men's crotches. And, you know, it's like the, the most tame person out there, I guess, based on what they showed us, was Caitlyn. And yet, her hugging of one of the guys... Ended the show last night of Hall sitting there at Bonfire saying how much he loves Caitlyn, how great he thinks she is, but he knows she is not the right one for him. And that's how they sign off last night. I'm like, did you watch that Bonfire last night? Great sees Paris in bed with Tajik and says, done with her. Chris <laughs> sees Maricela in bed with Christian and he wipes his hands, done. Mark, I'm done. Roberto 
talks about how Vanessa, the Vanessa relationship just sucks. And she treats him like she treated her first marriage. And that first marriage, she controlled everything. And she's trying to do that with Roberto. And he says he feels free now. And then Hall ends the show by basically saying, Caitlin's one of the greatest women I've ever met, but I know she's not the one for me. (laughs) I said it before the first episode ended. I said, none of these four are making it. None of these four couples are making it. Certainly going off last night's bonfire, it seems to be headed that direction. Are these guys really going to do a 180? I know Mark, the host, was playing devil's advocate and said, look, hey, calm down for a second. I know you're upset because of what you just saw. But, you know, think about it. And and maybe they will. And maybe they will have a, okay, I was just acting irrationally in the moment because I just saw my girlfriend in bed with another man. It's very possible. But I don't know. These guys seem done. And now I'm almost convinced that the next episode, all of them, after Great sees what Paris did and Christopher saw Maricela in bed with Christian and Roberto saw what Vanessa was doing. I just have a feeling these guys are going full throttle now. It seems like Great and Nafisa already had sex. Roberto was just laying on a hammock. He was being very touchy-feely with, I believe her name is Alexis, but nothing really happened that we saw. And then with Roberto, or excuse me, with Christopher, or Christopher was in the hammock, and Roberto was in a hammock too. Both of them were. But nothing like in bed. Next week... I think all I think all the gloves are off. I think it's going to be a shit show. We already saw in the previous or next week, you see Mark coming up to the bonfire seat, sitting next to Great, uh, sitting next to Paris, who's clearly having a meltdown and crying. So if Mark has to get out of his seat to go sit next to you and, you know, kind of be there for you, it's clear that Paris did not have a good reaction to Great seemingly having sex with Nafisa. In his room or her room. Yeah, next week. I thought this week was the best episode. Next week's going to be even better. (laughs) And, you know, you hate to be, like, celebrating people's breakups, but I'm sorry. If every clip that everybody watched was just, oh, I'm pining after my ex, it would be the most boring show ever. You know that and I know that. You want to see how couples react when they see their significant other getting close to somebody else. Like, that's what you're watching bonfires for. Don't tell me that you're not. And we got a lot of it last night. It was great. And we're going to start off episode six next week with the women at Bonfire. And Vanessa's going to see Roberto in the hammock. And Maricela's going to see Christopher in the hammock. And Great is going to see Paris in bed. And Hall is going to see, I mean, Caitlin's going to see Hall getting close to Michaela. Like, it's it's not going to be fun for them. Just like it wasn't fun for the guys last night. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences 
each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As for the big D, good episode last night. Um, Amber and Ben coming in to the house definitely drew quite a... It definitely brought a different dynamic into the house because now the only person there who doesn't have a significant other who wasn't there or isn't there is Joe. So I got to believe we're getting Joe's ex-husband at some point because why would they just leave her out? And, you know, it would almost be unfair that she doesn't have to deal with her ex being there. Everyone else did. But Amber certainly has a goal, and that's to get back with Dean. And with Ben being there, while Casey has taken to him and he seems to have taken to Casey we clearly see that there are some unresolved feelings there. And I hope we get a little bit more about Ben and Angelique's divorce because they were married 14 years. I don't think any of the other couples on the show were married even close to that. 14 years. And I thought, I might be mixing them up with one of the other couples, but I thought they said they've only been divorced two months. Did Angelique say that? I mean, I don't think things are resolved. If you were married to someone for 14 years and when you went to go film that show, it had only been two months in your divorce. So it looks like they have a lot to go over. And clearly, Angelique is into David, and it seems like she wants to move on. We see the preview of her telling Ben next week, you got to let me go. And he says, you're a tough person to let go. I don't know if that will stop Angelique or prevent her from moving on. Maybe it will. Seems like it will. Casey's another one. Casey had a great line at the beginning of the episode because I have never even heard of this in my life. And that is... Does anyone's nipples poke out when they take a shot? Somebody said yes, too. I think it was Blair. And I've never even heard of that. Is that that a thing? Am I the one that's the weird one here? Am I the abnormal one that my nipples don't poke out when I take a shot? I don't know. It's the first I've ever heard of it. But it it was random. It was funny. And I was surprised one other person there said, yeah, me too. Because I've just never heard of that. Also, did you notice that one of the confessional rooms is literally a sauna? And one of them seems like you've got it set to about 68 degrees. Because that one confessional that they do it in, I remember seeing Devin last night literally wiping down his forehead. Casey's in there. Joe is in there. And they're wearing, Casey had a tank top on. Joe had a very low cut top on. And literally the sweat is just beating down her cleavage. And I'm like, okay, this wasn't from working out because she was in a dress. And this isn't from getting out of the pool because her hair was dry. This is somebody not giving them any sort of air when they're sitting in that confessional. This is also Costa Rica. I'm guessing it was humid as hell down there too. I just noticed that. I'm like, every time they go to this one particular confessional, everybody looks like it's 135 degrees in that room. I just noticed things like this. And especially with Casey and Joe, because their chests are like literally glistening in the lights in that room. 
And it's not from working out. And it's not from being in the pool. It certainly looks like they're just hot as hell because some intern forgot to set the air conditioner. Or maybe they did it on purpose. I don't know. But look for that. There's definitely one confessional that's way worse off than the other one. And then when we see the previews for next week, oh boy, Takur again. Is he about to lose his marbles again when he's drunk? Because it certainly looks like it. It looked like the last two episodes, Takur kind of took a back seat. They didn't show him as much, so we don't know. We have no idea if he was drinking or had paused his drinking at all. But it looks like he's back to being episode one, two, three Takur, or episode one and two Takur, because him going off on Dee Dee and making her cry. I mean, I, I gotta believe he's not very long for the show anymore. Then again, all you gotta do is go to his Instagram page and realize, yeah, he's not really holding anything back on where he's at in his life right now. So just know that. Moving on, got a nice Instagram troll comment yesterday. This was a good one. I haven't gotten one of these in a long, long time. Forewarning. Bad language about to be used. I hope you kill yourself, you fucking piece of shit. You're fat, you're ugly, you're morbidly obese. 500-pound cocksucker who's a fame whore wannabe. You're an absolute asshole, and you're a fucking cunt. I hope you rot in hell. And I wrote back, cool, thanks. I appreciate the support. Sorry you're so miserable. Cheer up. It'll get better. And they wrote back, thanks for insulting my good friend. And talking about the uh, Instagram account. That's what you get. Have a good day. <laughs> like, And I wrote back, that's what I get? You wrote words in a DM that mean absolutely nothing. Thanks for proving exactly what I expect from a troll like yourself. So, I mean, look, again, it's, I mean, what I said is really what I meant. Like, it's just words in a DM. It's funny. None of it is accurate. Last time I weighed myself, I don't weigh 500 pounds. I'm not morbidly obese. And then just calling me names is just an opinion. It doesn't mean anything to me. They don't know me. But because they're friends with an Instagram account, that's how mad they got. It's pretty pathetic, but what do you expect? That's what internet trolls do. And they actually didn't even create a fake account for this. They have 5,000 followers, and their name is on their Instagram account. So... Surprising, because usually that comes from an account that was just created so they could email me. All right, let's talk about this clip that's circulating, and that's the Kim Kardashian clip where she's telling her family, her sisters are there, her mom is there, that she's going to be on The Bachelorette. And it's about a minute clip that was released by Hulu yesterday. A lot of you sent it to me. A lot of you asked, is this true? Uh <sighs> Just like two-turnt Tony is not going to be The Bachelor, in case you haven't watched the episode, that is episode eight of season three of The Kardashians, was released, I think, it, I think it drops at midnight every Thursday. And if you haven't watched the episode yet, let me just summarize it for you. Kim played a prank on her family. All you saw was the 60-second clip teasing it so everyone could talk about it. It's corporate synergy. Hulu is linked to ABC. 
That's all it was. And actually, in the clip, Kim takes the prank fairly far because she gets Rob Mills on the phone. Rob Mills is the head of alternative programming for Disney and ABC. And Rob Mills gets on the phone with Chris Jenner, and Rob's like, yeah, we want uh, Kim to do this or whatever. And then Chris is like, I don't know. I don't know if she should do this. I didn't really. And Chris is like, I love the show. Me and my family love watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, but we don't see this for Kim. And then Kim couldn't hold it in any longer, and she says it's a prank. So, again, even without seeing that clip, you guys had to have known that Kim Kardashian was never going to be The Bachelor. Look at the 47 leads they've had for this show. Not one of them was close to having 362 million Instagram followers and is an A-lister. Kim Kardashian doesn't need to go on The Bachelorette to find a guy. (laughs) Come on now. Do you honestly think Kim Kardashian was going to be The Bachelorette and Joe, the personal trainer from Venice Beach, California, was going to be a contestant? Come on now, people. You know better than that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe some of you actually thought that was real. Come on. Well, it's not. The episode's out. All it was was she played a prank on her family. But to promote it and to get people talking like a lot of you did yesterday, they only showed you a 60-second clip to make you think, whoa, wait a second. Even the timing of it never even made sense. The next Bachelorette doesn't film till March of 2024. It just... It <laughs> Sorry, people. Anyone who got their hopes up? Yeah. It was never going to happen in a million years. Will never happen in a million years. They don't cast famous people as the lead on this show. They don't. Probably the most famous person they cast, when you break it down, was either Jesse Palmer or Andrew Firestone. Firestone because of the winery and the tires, and Jesse Palmer was a player in the NFL, wasn't a starter or anything, but at least he was in the NFL. They don't cast famous people. Why would all of a sudden they cast an A-lister with 362 million Instagram followers 47 seasons in? Come on. Okay, I want to end with this. I talked yesterday about 90210, and I talked about the Tiffany Amber Thiessen versus seemingly Jenny and Tori and their dispute. And clearly, we don't know the exact details of it. Some of you emailed me yesterday and said, when Tori cheated on her first husband, Tiffany was friends with him. His name is Charlie. I didn't remember her first husband's name was Charlie. Totally forgot. But apparently, like, Tiffany took Charlie's side because Tiffany was friends with Charlie. It's like, okay. I would see that maybe upsetting Tiffany for a few months. Wasn't that literally over 10 years ago? There's no way that that's the reason that she, Tiffany Amethyson, is being excluded from everything. It's clear the women don't like her. At least Tori and Jenny don't. I don't know what Tiffany's relationship is with Ian or Jason or Brian Austin Green. I have no idea. But the biggest thing is Tori and Jenny do not like her. And I don't know if Tiffany doesn't like them or she's indifferent, but something happened somewhere along the way that I don't care what it is, unless it's something that I'm just totally missing. I'm just shocked that these people haven't been able to get over it. They're all adults. They're all married. They all have kids. Like, you really can't put whatever this was behind you? Seriously? 
It was that bad. You can't just move on. You can't do it all privately and then say something publicly. Like, get it done privately. It doesn't have to be hashed out publicly. But I'm just shocked that neither one of these sides can reach out to the other one and say, you know what, let's bury the hatchet. Because, as I was saying yesterday in reader emails, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was, this role was the defining role of her career. And she's never involved in anything related to this show. The 90s con. They're calling it the OG cast. Okay, now we're getting into this debate of, no, it's technically, they're correct. Tiffany is not original cast. Shannon, Gabrielle, the guys, I mentioned, yes, they are original cast. So Tiffany didn't come along till season five. But Tiffany was also on the show longer than Shannon Doherty ever was. So to say that, okay, well, we're going to use this 90s con and only the original cast is coming, if that's just their way of not inviting Tiffany, then that's just petty and stupid. My whole point is I cannot believe these two, these, these people can't bury the hatchet unless it is something so dark and so deep and so twisted that if we ever do find out, we're like, oh, okay, now we understand. It just doesn't, it seems like it's pettiness. And probably seems like a lot of them have moved on, but, you know, for fans of the show, I think it sucks. And here's something that's really, really interesting. You know that Tori and Jenny have the 90210MG podcast, where all they do every week is watch one episode and recap it. And they haven't gotten to season five yet. They're almost there. I've never listened to one episode of Tori and Jenny. However, when season five starts, I'm going to listen because they clearly have a disdain and dislike for Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And now, once they start covering season five, they're going to have to talk about her. What are they going to do when they recover episode three of season five, talking about Valerie and Dylan having sex after the pool hall stuff? Like, how are they going to cover that? Are they going to compliment her? I mean... They haven't said a nice word about her in years. And now all of a sudden, it, it, maybe it's people aren't looking into this as deep as I am, but I'm fascinated to see what Jenny and Tori and how they cover Valerie slash Tiffany once they start season five. Because I think that'll be telling. If they're remotely nice, then you're just like, well, you guys, you can be nice to her. Why don't you invite her on the podcast? It seems like they've invited everybody else. They've had producers on the show. They've had former actors, actresses who showed up on the show for guest appearances. Tiffany hasn't been on. It doesn't look like she's going to be on. But I don't know. You know, one of their own died, as we know. Luke Perry died a few years ago. And as far as I know, none of those women reconciled with Tiffany. So you're just like, well, shit. If that couldn't bring them together, is anything going to? But I, I am, I am so fascinated to see how Jenny and Tori cover uh, Tiffany slash Valerie when they start talking about season five. They're literally going to have to talk about her every episode for four seasons. I mean, uh, they, they can't ignore it. And if they can, and if they continually rip her, then you're just like, okay, this is getting out of hand. Because it's like, ladies, 
come on. This was over 20 years ago. Now it's getting ridiculous that you can't even say what a great acting job she did or what how great she was to the franchise and how it got revitalized when she came on. If they just sit there and rip her every episode, I might have to call in. <laughs> I might have to I might have to do something. I might have to intervene. I want to be the guy that brings Tiffany Amber Thiessen and the original 90210 crew back together. I want to be him. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I want to be that guy. Anyway, uh, I'm so looking forward to when Jenny and Tori start covering this. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me in Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now, and then two hours from now, Podcast number 347 with Courtney Robinson. You're going to love this one. Barely talk any of charity season. It's all about her life, everything that's been going on with her, her podcast, coming to Vegas, how she was on her season, how everything went down with the paparazzi, with Ben, their happy couple visits. It's a really, really revealing interview. I hope you like it. So look forward to that in a couple hours. Thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.